going on everyone welcome to this week's episode of river city 93 i'm your host as always elliot barn and joining me are two guys that uh, i guess are about even kill on uh the point taken away from tormenta well i shouldn't say points four points taken away from tormenta over the course of two games it's matt and gabe how are y'all doing man doing all right you know three-day weekend never yeah, a bad thing work. Yeah, three-day weekend. What was it? I think almost most of the leagues in Europe finished up over the weekend. It was real fun. Um, seeing Dortmund lose the title way they did. Hamburg. The, I will say this. It was funny to see Hamburg fans celebrate like they were about to get promoted and then get the news that the high and high game with the 10 minutes of extra time and then now they have to go to the promotion playoff. Did I get that right? Yeah, they got Stuttgart. Whenever it is, yeah, yeah, that's that that would make me sick, but I think the biggest thing is the way how Dortmund lost the title that was yeah. uh the biggest takeaway for me. Yeah, but it was one of those things where literally everyone knew it was going to happen, and yet everybody was still surprised. <laughs> I mean, get, all right, get, we haven't heard from you yet, but what do you think, man? Like, let, let me ask you this first. Would you rather lose a title the way how Arsenal did or how Dortmund did? Oh, man. Um, maybe Arsenal because you could, like, well, yeah, I guess because, like, you lost it, like, six weeks ago. And you knew you were, like, Arsenal fans knew they weren't going to catch back up to City. Dortmund, like, you're hanging on. You've got, like, a thread of hope up to the last match day. And like all you have to do is beat some like mid-table team, and I don't know how they did against that team early. I don't even know who they played to be honest. But like, all you have to do is beat some mid-table team, and then, and then you're you know you got it. Like the title is yours. So yeah. definitely disappointing. I was disappointed for you know Gio Reyna comes on and changes the game two assists. You know, are we really calling that second one an assist? Perhaps. <laughs> I mean, hey, look. They're going to find any way I had to put a positive spotlight on it. It's been a bad weekend for Americans outside of Ethan Horvath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, outside yeah. of him, it's been a bad weekend for Americans abroad. Yeah. So, But, you know, who has not been a bad weekend for him? But, I mean, it's been an okay weekend for him. It's been Richmond. Um, they went to Tormenta this past week, got a 1-1 draw with South Georgia Tormenta. Um, so that's now what I think, Matt, you put up the tweet yesterday. We're done with Greenville away, Charlotte away, North Carolina and Tormenta. Yeah. So that's good, right? It's not bad. And I I don't know if you you know know the stat. Uh it's seven games now that you know Tormenta hasn't beaten us. It used to be six. I don't know if you heard about that at all. I've heard about it a lot. I've seen all the graphics. Yeah, every like five minutes during the course (laughs) of the game, because that was one of the only talking points, you know, dude had prepared for the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. This announcer was, you could tell, like, I don't know. He, he sounded very new. 
Like it was, he's all very excited about everything. And I'm like, all right, dude, you don't have to sell this game. Like there's probably 30 people watching this. And that's probably the people in Richmond. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, about the same number of people that were probably actually at the game. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. They got in some bad luck with, you know, weather and everything. We can you know, relate to that at times, but I mean, there's nobody there. Yeah. I mean, not, not like Charlotte Bad, where they announced 100 people. <laughs> <laughs> I think Charlotte at this point knows, like, it, it is what it is with attendance. Like, they, they, I feel like they just know. I Maybe, but I mean, if, just lie at that point. <laughs> <laughs> How many people? We did it for years. Yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> All right, so the way how we're going to break down this game is pretty much we're just going to give our positives and negatives of this game. Um, of course, we're going to talk about the goals and all that happened because um, we probably have the goal of the year in this game as well. I'm going to go on and claim it. Um, but, Matt, let's start off with one of your positives of this game. What's something that stood out to you? Well, I think one of the positives goes right into uh, it's goal-related. You know, this team is uh, – you know, starting to really put set pieces together and you know, be able to capitalize on them. Obviously, you know, on Saturday, you know, Suko, whether he meant, you know, to do it, you know, or just, you know, a nice uh, happenstance, you know, puts it in straight from the corner, nice Olympico. So I'm sure it'll probably finish third in goal of the week, you know, voting, you know, behind, I don't know, some whatever other garbage is out there. <laughs> uh you know, but at, I mean, last time we were down in you know, Tormenta, you know, Emmy scored that free kick. You know, we scored uh, off another corner. You know, that Ani had you know, kind of you know tipped in. Uh, I know there's another you know set piece or two. Yeah, you know, that we've had you know over the course of the year. And they're starting to become you know, dangerous you know, for us. And I mean, we know we have you know, trees like Ani. Uh, you know, Dakota's. You know, when he's healthy, he's good in there. You know, in the past, Emmy. You know, has been able to be. You know surprisingly good in the air for, you know, a guy his size, you know, things aren't, you know, necessarily going the way you want them in the you know, run of play, being able to manufacture goals through set pieces can only you know, be a good thing, you know, because we've seen it on the flip side happen to us, you know, this year too of, you know, giving up some goals on set pieces. So being able to, you know, kind of turn around and fire right back and you get the benefit of that. I see that as a plus. Yeah, it is a plus. And I mean, we almost going off of another set piece in this game where, um, what was it? Hara had the save off the goal line. He kind of like, I think one of the tormented plays kicked it off of. Yeah, Gordon um, had that weird, like, stretching backward header. And then, yeah. Was it Cole that was trying to, like, back, you know, flick it off his you know, heel in or something? I think so. I think so. Um, but yeah, I mean, this set piece seem to be really good. Gabe, what's one of your positives of this game, my man? Yeah, um, I was going to say that I liked how um, aggressive we were in the final third um, and how much we won the ball back in the final third. Um, so our wingers and our guys like down in the box and on the wings were – were quick to like get back to the ball when they lost it. And there was that one really great opportunity that was created in the box because 
I believe it was Owain that won the ball back. Um, it was either Owain or uh, Belmar who won the ball back in the box and was able to um, get a shot off that was, you know, pretty much right in front of Para, but it was a good opportunity um, because they were aggressive and were, were quick to get back to the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, so one of the positives I had was, of course, Neil is back. It's good to see Neil. Uh, he came off, what, the last 15 minutes of this game? Um, so it's nice to know now that, you know, the guy that can help us break lines is back in the back in the starting lineup. And then the other positive I had um, was Chris Cole has really proven that he can step up and play center back. After the questionable mm-hmm. start that he had against, um, what was it, Cleveland? Cleveland. It was, yeah. Um, he's really proven himself. Um, he had a good performance in this game. NCFC game, you know, what it was. Um, Greenville, he had a good result. I feel like I'm forgetting one more. But since uh, – oh, yeah, there we go. Uh, since Dakota's gone down, um, he stepped up and he's been proven, proven well. Um, Matt, I'm going to toss it back over to you. What's one of your positives, man? Yeah, I mean, before I get to that, you know, echo what you're saying about, you know, Cole. Like, you know, he's not, you know, a guy who's going to you know, probably – you know, wow you, you know, certainly not with, you know, you know, speed, certainly, you know, not with, you know, size, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so like the physicals, you know, uh, aren't necessarily, you know, there. And you know, so many, you know, I think of us, you know, especially in the States, you know, given all of our other sporting backgrounds, you know, we're, we're almost hardwired to want to look at the physicals. Like, are you fast? Can you jump? Can you, you know, you know, do all these things, uh, you know, but, he has a really good positioning, you know, you know, gets that ball on his left foot. He can, you know, ping a ball, you know, pretty well. Uh, and you know, I think most importantly, you know, him and Ani seem to, you know, match well for the most part. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. No, it does seem to be like a good partnership. Even like, I think with Cole playing the way how he's playing, I think it's gave Darren the ability to sit there and kind of relax and not have to rush the quarterback versus if, if Cole's, you know, making mistakes, not playing well enough, maybe he's rushing the quarterback a week or two earlier. Yeah, or moving, having to move Simon inside and you know, do something else with right back instead. I feel yeah. like that would, that would probably be the next option, I would imagine. Yeah. So, I mean, the two guys that stepped up for key players so far, Jow and Chris, have came in and done really well, and that's good to see because, you know, we want that depth and be able to be like, all right, we can – Plugging this guy here, and it's not like a total drop off. Oh, he, even Will as well. So yeah, kudos mm-hmm. to Darren on finding good players that face his system. Yeah, and I think that also just go, you know, goes back to things on the stuff we were talking about preseason. Just because we've never heard of somebody or we don't know who somebody is, doesn't mean that it's not a you know good sign. It means that we're in the third division of U.S. soccer. That doesn't mean that. And I think even the dog agrees. Of course, the yeah. dog agrees. All right, That's what's up? <laughs> but yeah, back to you, Matt. What is your other positive, my man? Yeah, and for me, you know, I think it's you know seeing a little bit of added uh, you know, flexibility in where some of our guys can fit in. And I'm mostly you know, thinking about how you know Darren's been using uh, you know Jake Meeks from the last few games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, he's been subbing him in. He's been subbing him in on the wing. And yeah, you know, my first thought the very first time was, oh, we're trying to lock this down. And then he goes and gets an assist like two minutes later, which, I mean, bonus. Uh, but, you know, also both of those, you know, games, Hornsby's come off and 
it hasn't been a problem because you know Mikushin can just slide right back in the left back position. You, you put in, uh, you know, Luke. We put in, you know, Bentley. You know, Gordon. Whichever of the wingers you know are you know, still available on the bench, and they can you know be able to you know, hop in there and you know do the job too. Uh, yeah, I think the flexibility piece is going to get tested next week a little bit more. We'll talk about that you know later on, I'm sure. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think you know, being able to see you know guys. You slide into slightly different roles. I mean, we saw you know Luke. I'm great. What given what was going on in the game at this point? Luke playing you know, center forward was you know more of just a hey Luke you know run around and just be a pest you know center backs because uh, I don't think we were even remotely trying to attack at that point. No, you know, but you know just having a few those you know different looks uh, and it's not a matter of one guy you know goes down. There's only one guy that you know, can possibly replace them. Right. Real quick, for Darren putting Meacham in, I think the last two games, as you said, like is that right mid winger spot. What do you think Darren is seeing there with Meacham to put him there? I mean, I mean, this is all this is all guesswork. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm I'm guessing it might be that he's more defensively disciplined. Uh, you know, so that way he's not going to. He's not going to make the mistake in that position. You know, you can still you know, get forward and you know, be able to uh, you know, be able to do something in the attack. But I, I still can't help but think that it's you know a little more you know defensive you know minded. Hey, let's make sure that uh, you know we don't get you know hurt out there first and foremost, and then you know any anything ex- extra is just that is extra. Okay. All right, fair enough, Gabe. What is your positive, my man? Yeah, a quick point on Meacham. I think another thing that Darren might be seeing is that he's fast. He's just a really fast guy, and, like, you want your wingers to have a bunch of speed. So, like, he's just one more, like, guy on the team who can get down the field pretty quick um, with a great level of pace. And so – but I agree with everything you're saying there too, Matt. Um, I think my my other positive is just, like, way too general (laughs) – um, and we've been talking about it like all season, but it's just, it's just been the defense. Um, really the, the one defensive lapse was just a perfectly played ball, um, to the Tormenta player that was on the break, um, who I guess he beat Hornsby, but it was, I mean, it was, he was super quick and, but other than that, Tormenta to me did not look dangerous at all for the rest of the game. Um, and I, you got to credit that to Chris Cole, Nathan Ani, and our, our, uh, our outside backs as well. You know, they've just looked solid all season and it was another really great showing by them. Yeah. We can talk about the goal real quick. I, like you said, Gabe, that was a perfectly played ball because when I can see it from it, it just seems like Hornsby got caught at the wrong place at the wrong second. Like he's. Going, look, it, from the camera view, is not the best. I wish we had other camera views in USL League One, but it just looks like he's turning outside, and the tremendous players just go right in behind him, and that ball is placed there perfectly. Like yeah. it's, it's the perfect play ball. Hornsby was cheating up a little bit, um, which I I like that he's aggressive like that because he is so dangerous on the ball when he when he gets it. Um, but. But yeah, uh, Tormenta won the ball back, and they were able to play that really quick pass. Um, and he just wasn't anywhere near that space, really. And so, um, 
and you know the player who scored for Tormenta was was super quick and so you know it was it was unfortunate um and i think that's like what we've talked about being scared of Tormenta with is like their ability to beat you on the break and so um they did the thing that they're good at you know so go ahead i'm I'm just going to hop in and i I assume we're doing our our minuses now because this is my this is my down you know side of this uh you know this combined with another piece it's you know unnecessary aggression (laughs) uh you know there was absolutely no reason that you know the right back should have a free run you know for half the field you know, right there. You know, the ball was not necessarily like pinned, you know, down deep. Like, where is Cole? Where is Ani? They were providing zero support for Hornsby in that situation. And like Gabe just said, you know that one of the only things Tormenta does in the attack is run fast and try to play long balls and try to beat you with pace. How are you not, you know, prepared you know, for something like that? How do you, you know, let, you know, a guy like, you know, uh, you know, Koto just, it, it was just a straight shot. Like it, nobody was, you know, able to, you know, cut an angle on him. Nobody was able to do anything. Like go back and watch the play. You know, I think Cole and Ani are both in the trementa half, and that ball is not that far away from center circle. And that's played. Why are we so tight? You know, right there and just leaving that much space in behind because Ani is faster than you you would think. Uh, but other than Horsby, I don't think any of those guys are we have back there right now are what you would call burners yeah. right yeah no yeah. so i mean i think that's not being aware of who your opposition is and not being aware of you where you are on the field because you know i'm there's no fault to occur on that one that's just a one on one that any you know professional soccer player should score nine times out of 10 so uh and you know i credit horns for not panicking and you know trying to pull him down and taking a red card uh, instead, you know, first half is not worth not worth trouble. If it was like 89th minute, yeah, do it at that point. Uh, but needlessly aggressive with you know how things were set up right there. You know, given you know, what the strengths of the opposition are. Yeah. Yeah. No, it kind of felt it, it felt like one of those goals just came out of nowhere because, that, like you said, game like that game was pretty much dead even at that point, and it felt like any team was really doing anything, you know. I mean, Richard had, a, what, a couple of chances off of the corner. Um, but yeah, – Nothing was really happening, right? Yeah, no, it did So you combo that with, you know, it's the time to talk about, you know, Zaka losing his damn mind. You know, <laughs> out there. Like we, we, know, we know Zaka, you know, is good for a yellow a game. These, these yellows he got, they were both – they're absolutely both yellow cards. Like we, we'll talk. We can talk about the ref later on because that dude was just struggling out there. You know, I think. Uh, you know, yeah. You could see both Darren and Ian Cameron just you know laying into him. You could hear both of them laying into him because yeah, they're there. Uh, you know, at various times you know during the game, you know, usually a sign that something's not going right uh, with everything. But you know, and I think there's even one before he even got a yellow card. You know, uh, that probably could have been another yellow card, you know, too. But especially the second one, you know, 10 minutes to go, it's at midfield. What are you doing? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that one. The, the, the first one I get, like, you try to recover the ball, it gets away from you, you foot go over top of it. 
and watching on a like when it first happened, it was like, oh, it's not that bad. And if you watch, it was like, oh no, that that's a Zaka tackle. The second one, yeah, you're right, Matt. Like you're not the worst thing that can happen in that situation is you getting a yellow card. And the ref is already kind of at this point has been kind of finicky about pulling cards and whatnot. And I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't get why Zaka went in for that tackle there because it definitely put us at a disadvantage in that point. It just felt like Darren was like, all right. Let's walk out of here with the point we got and call it a day. Yeah, and it's going to test you know that positive I had of flexibility because yeah, I think that's the one position on the field where we have question marks of who's next guy up. I mean, I will say this: thankfully, Neil is healthy now. Because if worse come to worse, if Darren does this, I wouldn't be mad at it. If he's just like, all right, Suko, you're going to play the soccer role this week. Do we think he has that in him? I don't know that he doesn't. I don't know that he does, though. If it was against, like, the higher-up echelon teams in USL League 1, then, yeah, I'd definitely be concerned. Against Chattanooga, a team that's coming off of, what, a 3 nothing loss that hasn't won a game in their last four. I mean, it hasn't – yeah, they, they've only drawn once in their last four. The other three have been losses. And they haven't looked really good. Like, I, I trust Suko there because I think Suko has the ability to not even keep the play circulating, but we've seen him do the tackles that Zaka does. Like he's he has that in his in his locker, you know. And I think Giles done a good enough job where he can play that box to box Suko. I mean, role there. Yeah, we, I mean, yeah. who's the other option there? Is what um, Chandler? Maybe? Chandler. Or so, you- yeah, if it comes to it, I, I trust Justin. I, mean, I think that probably ends up being what it is. I mean, I think if everybody's healthy, maybe we go back to a little bit of what we saw last year and you know, move Dakota up and you know keep Cole in the back line. Yeah. Uh, but Dakota could do it. Yeah. Other than being injured. Yeah. Yeah. If he's, yeah. yeah if he can be healthy. But right. I mean, but, I, I, I am low key excited to see. I mean, it's never, I'm, I'm definitely bummed that, or kind of mad at Zaka for, for getting a red card. That was going to be my other. Uh, that was going to be my my minus for this game was that Zaka has gone, uh, I guess, two or three games in a row without even getting a yellow, and then he he doubles down in this game uh, and gets two. And so I'm like, my man, like we we we've been so stoked for you recently, and, uh, <laughs> and then this happens. So I mean, it's it is what it is. But uh, but I am low key excited to see. Um, Suko, Gomiero, or Joao, and uh, Neil in the midfield together because I think that's probably what Darren will do. I, I think the question there too is does Neil have 90 in him yet? Yeah, that's a good question. Then you bring in Chandler. I mean, Ch- Chandler will come in in like the 70th minute. That's my call. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think that's good. I think if you could get Neil up to 60, 65. And the game is relatively in a good place. I think you bring Chandler on and be like, all right, let's let's kill this out. We're saying all this and watch to see like one of the 18-year-olds, a Becca Howe will be the center defensive mid. Uh, I'll have I'll have thoughts if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh what no. You know what? I wish we had a way to bet on this. What if I'm, I'll put $5 on it. It'll be me too. Wait, wait, say that again. I'll put $5 on it. It'll be me too. 
Like Meacham will be the center defensive man. I'll tell you this. It, I'll just, you know, not even a bet. I'll just give you both you guys, you know, 20 bucks if it's Howell starting at D mid. Just free, <laughs> I'll free roll you guys. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. That that would be funny. Um, Shanir's not here. He doesn't get it. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He misses out. <laughs> um, so one of the negatives I had in this game was it goes in both of them kind of combined together. Um, the final third long balls that were getting played, a lot of them were like either off target, too far, or not accurate enough to where they were kind of like deading attacks. Like we were doing so well building up an attack, and then we'll go for a long ball, and then the ball would just trickle out of bounds. Like I remember Gordon had one that ran out of bounds. Um Belmar had an opportunity to be in on goal, and he kind of fluffed his lines. I don't know how he mishit it, but he was wide open and mishit his shot. Um, I mean, the, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say it was the field because Sterling had, you know, something similar happen to him okay. at one point where you know it looks bad, it looks like he just whiffed it. But I, I'm going to give those guys the benefit of the doubt and say that you know their footing gave out on them on the field. Okay. Um, and then we had another one. What was it in the final third? Where Be- like right after Suko's Olympico, it was um, Belmar applying some pressure, getting the ball. He played it quick to Terzaghi, and I, look, I'm never going to front Terzaghi for shooting it in that shot. But it's just funny how you see. I think it was Suko standing right there at the top of the 18, like just passing here. Um, I don't know. Maybe if, if we had that chance back, maybe he'll make that extra pass. And we're talking about it. instead of a one-one draw, we may have a two-one victory to talk about. A little bit different there, but those are my two negatives on the game as a whole. Yeah, um, yeah. My my other one I had, you know, similar to that. It's yeah, it, we're ten games in. I mean, I think it's time to have that discussion about you know how does this team or how does Emmy even get himself going a little bit more because. One goal that was a, you know, a free kick, like no no goals, you know, from actual open play, you know, for him right now. Uh, I mean, the team's fine at the moment, but I don't know, having him scoring some goals would probably be a net positive, you know, for this team. Uh, I mean, he's willing to you know do some of the defensive work and all that, but. And I don't think it's just him. I think a little bit of it is, you know, the chances being created because, you know, we've seen from the past, whether it was, you know, Bologna's, you know, teeing him up, you know, Bolduc, you know, Payne, you know, uh, you know, Stu last year, I mean, whoever, long list of guys who have, you know, teed him up for goals over the years. Uh, but, I mean, I can't really think of, you know, many chances where you're like, oh, he – he should have scored that. Maybe the one at the very beginning of uh, what was that Lexington game? Maybe you know, like two minutes in, you're like, yeah. all right, you know, classic Emmy finishes that. Uh, but otherwise, he's been having to take like speculative shots. I, I think it is time to have that conversation, man. I think, I think one, the league knows what to do with him. Like we're talking about a three-time MVP. Like, the book is written out on him. It's pretty much put a physical center back on him and don't allow him to get it behind you and keep a man on him on all times and kind of force Richmond to score from other places. 
What I will say is this, though, is I think some of it is Emmy's lack of movement sometimes that can be kind of hindering him. But, I mean. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. He hasn't been getting the chances either. So it's kind of like, you know, dual ass or it will be. Gabe, what you think? Yeah, I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna say what you said there, Elliot. That was that um, he? It feels like he's like double covered in the box relatively often, and the balls that are played into him, you know, he's got a defender on his back, you know. Um, so I think there is, I think there is some reality of like, okay, the league has seen him do his thing now for three years in a row. Um, he's going to have to get a little bit more creative. He's going to have to do a little bit of a better job finding the space. And uh, our wingers and outside backs are excused in that they're going to have to provide better service. Um, because at least for the first few games, there were, there were oftentimes like balls that would be played in from the outside that would be behind him, you know, that weren't really like, they, they just weren't clinical in that, in that final third. They're starting to look a little bit better. They're starting to find the guy who's making the, um, the delayed run into the box. Um, but we like, if we're gonna have a shot to get a home playoff game this year, we really need Emmy to score goals. Like he's, he's kind of, he's our guy up there. Um, and if he doesn't start scoring goals, I'm a little bit concerned about like, our, like, I think we'll make the playoffs regardless, but like, I'm a little bit concerned about like where we would finish, uh, in the table. And so, um, I'd like to see, the service be just more consistent um, throughout the rest of the season to Emmy and for Emmy to do a little, just to find that extra, you know, half a foot of space, you know, in front of the box and he'll, he'll, he'll put them away at that point. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying like you got to shut the enemy away from the team or anything like that. I just, no. when I sit there and I think about it, I'm just like, does it hurt to have Emmy sit a game or two? Oh, he missed North Carolina. Yeah. I mean, Bentley didn't do a lot. Most of what he did was, you know, helping, you know, double down in defensive work. And, you know, that led to the Jow's first goal. But I can't really think of anything where, I guess he, yeah, he pretty should have scored right at the end of, you know, the half, you know, there. But that was more, I think, from a free kick, if I remember correctly, rather than, you know, center forward play. Yeah. And, I, and who knows? Like maybe a lot of this changes with Neil coming back, you know, because Neil's best thing is, like, is finding Emmys, those breaking line passes where he'll drive a ball and it splits a center back and Emmys able to get out on goal. You know, like maybe a lot of that changes with Neil coming back. Um, but for right now, man, it's just been a tough, a tough start for Emmy, But he does provide you valuable things. Like, Matt, one of the, we've talked about it before, like, one of the things that Emmy does better than probably any other player in this league is drawing those cheap fouls in and around the 18-yard box that helps either slow down play when you need it to or, like, 
you know, give you an advantage in the box or something like that, you know. So I mean, he's still still very useful on the field. Now, like mm-hmm. he just what was the forward that came in with Emmy for Argentina? Did he call him? Yeah, he's not out there being like hurt on, you know. But he, he's he's doing he's doing a good job, you know. He's still doing Emmy things. It just hasn't shown him in the goal sheet yet, you know. There's been a couple of just like. Like particularly that Lexington game we were talking about, and uh, a game earlier too, where a ball was played to him, and he was gonna just do like vintage Emmy redirect to the goal, basically, um, and he just missed a couple of those. But again, like he didn't get those chances that often, you know. Like those those opportunities didn't like sprinkle in like very frequently. They kind of it was kind of like one or two chances were like that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the the brutal irony is there are a few times where he's you know been able to you know get the ball but it's into space. You <laughs> getting these you know through balls uh and teams are willing to let him have that because yeah, I think he might be like a couple steps faster than me at this point <laughs> but uh yeah. Yeah, I mean I'm past my physical prime to say the least. <laughs> yeah, right now and uh I, I think we've all you know seen it. You know, Emmy gets you know the ball, open space, you know, 40, 50 yards from goal, and I, I don't even get excited by that you know, because I know oh. he's not <laughs> outrunning all those guys. He's he's not. It's not a, a Coda versus Hornsby situation. No, it it takes him a couple of steps to get going. Yeah, and that's maybe a half speed at that point. Being and that's just hey, that's just called being thirty. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I mean, Darren does have that in his mind. Do you think Darren is thinking about that at all, or is he just like, or is he, or is he just baking on Emmy's going to be Emmy, like he's going to turn good? I think he's banking on, you know, it's going to turn around. Yeah, I, I don't know if he sees, you know, other viable long-term options, yeah, you know, there either. Mm-hmm. Like m- maybe there's Bentley, like. Not he's not even putting Olsen in at center forward anymore. Like the times he comes in, he's been playing midfield. And yeah. all we heard last year was that oh he's you know great natural finisher. And he's not even getting the forward minutes. I think I think what I'd like to see is if Emmy is being ineffective in like a nil-nil game or we're down one goal, I'd like to see him maybe come off a little bit sooner and maybe try something different by putting in Matt you know, by putting in Bentley and have those outside backs and your wingers send in some, send in some crosses like up high, like on his head, yeah. you know, cause I think Bentley can put, put those away too. Um, but I think like I, for me, the leash for Emmy is just a little bit shorter at the moment, just because he's not, he's not proven to be as effective as usual. In, in Darren's defense. Yeah. I think, I feel like Emmy has, been subbed off more this year, you know, by percentage than he had, you know, in prior years. I know there's been times when, you know, Belmar has been in that position. I think Gordon ended up in that spot, uh, you know, once as well. I, I think it's basically, you know, who's still, you know, on the field from the other uh, wing forward group. And then one of them just gets shifted up to the front. Yeah. Um. So to look, so this is what already 10 years from the next 10 games, we got Chattanooga. No Cove, Fuego, Madison, one Knox, three, four, five, six, 
Chattanooga, Union Omaha, Independence, and then Elko again. In those 10 games, how many goals would you expect Emmy to score? I'm going to give him four. I'll go three. In his current form, I was going to say three. Yeah. Well, I mean, his current form. All right now, one, maybe two. He has one goal in 10 games right now. So I feel like three with – and like we said, like it's a little bit softer schedule. I mean, you got Chattanooga, Fuego. Yeah, more home games also. Yeah, just stretching three home games in there. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I know it's kind of far in the future, but I'm interested to see how Trezali does against his old buddy Jalen in that one knocks game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'll be fun. Knoxville is. Uh... I think they're technically ahead of us in the table right now, but I haven't seen anything that's really impressed or scared me. It don't seem exciting. Yeah. I don't know. It's just interesting thinking that. All right. Um, so that's on that. So right now, like we said, we sit um fifth in the table. Um at 10 games, we got three wins, five draws, two losses. Um what's y'all guys' thoughts in the first 10 games so far for the kickers? Like has it been what we thought it would be? Has it been negative? Has it been positive? Like, what do you guys thought so far? I'd say roughly, like, it's hard to say that this is what I expected because it's just really hard to predict, like, when you lose a few key, like, really key players like we did. Um, but I will say I expected us to be within a playoff position, which we are. Um, I, ex- I did not expect our defense to be as stout as it is. Um, but it is. And so like, I'm, I'm fine with how it's going. Um, but I also like, you know, like I said, if Emmy's not scoring goals or if like, you know, somebody, if, if somebody doesn't kind of become like our key goal scorer here soon, you know, I'm a little bit nervous just because it's a long season to bank on like random goals from like random guys across the field, you know? Yeah. Um, and so we need, we just need to see that system begin to like be a little bit more efficient. Yeah. I think it's fine is a perfectly good way to put it. I would probably give them like a six out of 10, you know, so far this year, you know, so, you know, slightly on the, positive end but nothing outstanding by any means uh i think we probably feel very different if you know they held on for another half hour against north carolina yeah uh i think that would definitely you know tilt things because you know the defensive numbers would look better obviously the the standings you know would look better you know as well Mm -hmm. uh but it didn't happen that way you know so you can't you know just outright ignore that either uh but i think Overall, you know, kind of factoring in the, you know, the new attack uh, you know, with the existing you know, core, although, you know, a lot of the core has been, you know, unavailable at various times. You know, we still, you know, are minus EVD as well, who uh, we shouldn't forget, you know, came straight in the team midway through last year and made, you know, a considerable impact uh, on the attack. He had, I think, he had, what, three goals and two, two or three assists uh, you know, before, you know, he got hurt. Uh that would be good. And, uh, yeah, and Gabe, I get what you're saying. Like, you know, it'd be nice to have that, you know, kind of said, you know, focal 
your scoring point. Yeah, I would love you know Emmy to get going. Obviously, since that was my concern point a little bit, uh, but I'm not necessarily mad about you know being you know nice goals by you know, you know committee and you know, spread around because I, a couple of those past years, like you know the COVID year and you know the year after, it almost felt like if Emmy wasn't scoring, nobody was scoring and yeah, you know, getting goals. You know, from you know Belmar, from Zhao, from Suko, you know, from all you know, all over the place. Yeah, I think there's a plus to that. You make us more dangerous. It's not a matter of you shut down Emmy, you're going to beat us. You know, now it's all right. You want to take him out? Cool. Here's our other cards we have to play. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, I'm I'm here for that. <clears throat> I guess I will sum it up by we got depth. Like I think one of our biggest thing was with the limited roster we had coming in with. The number, well, not the number, the less amount of size that we're accustomed to seeing in years past. Um, one of my biggest concerns was, okay, where's the death at if XYZ gets hurt? And you had Jow step up for Neil. Um, you've seen Chris Cole step up, uh, Jake Meacham. Um, so you've got to step up and play considerably good moments. Um, has it been all been perfect? No. I think there, like you said, Matt, there's a couple of games where like the note, the North Carolina game, um, the Charlotte game here in Richmond, where I think if you give Darren another crack at those, those games play out differently. You might tweak a little things here and there, but overall, I mean, I think we're right around where we want to be. I mean, we're in fifth place right now, we're in, in the playoff hunt. I think the next 10 games are going to be key to the season if we want to push further on, push further on. And try to get, you know, second, third place, whatever it may be there, or maybe first. Um, but right now, I mean, things are going well. They're not perfect. Um, and I, I don't mind I don't mind other guys scoring. I think like the thing that I want the cherry on top is to start getting Emmy going. You know, start getting him going. And if it's not Emmy scoring, I would love to see Emmy at least get an assist or two, just to, you know. The work that he's putting in is paying off. You know, I feel like that's the part of the part that's missing. But yeah, right now I think we're doing good. I think there are six other teams that would kill to be in our place right now. Because if I mean, let's be also real about it. Like <clears throat> we're in fifth place, and some of the fan base is a little bit upset because Emmy's not scoring, and he's our top scorer, right? But there's other teams in the league where they're in the place they're in only because their guy's scoring. You take them out, they're looking at the bottom of the table. You know, Charlotte, Ford, Madison. Like, you take their top score out, that, that team is not as high as they should be. So, I think we're doing good. Building up to it, I'll put it that way. But yeah. Matt, I would toss it over to you, man, for our top three, sir. Yep. So, we all know the drill by now. Yeah. Giving out three points for – for player of the game, two for you know, second, one for third. Uh, this is our way that we're you know, trying to be objective throughout the year about who our player of the year is going to be. So it's not just you know who played well the last five games. We're like, oh yeah, they were obviously awesome all year, you know, long because I think we get you know caught up in the excitement sometimes uh, yeah. with everything. Yeah. So uh, I can kick us off you know, right. today. Uh, so for me. You know, Elliot, you, uh, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit. Oh. Early on, you know, some of the stuff. But uh, you know, even before I saw, you know, 
on our setup, what all of our pluses and minuses were going to be. I had Chris Cole as my three points, and I thought he would just, you know, just write on it all game long and you know, wanted to be able to you know recognize that. Uh, Justin Suko gets you know my two. Uh, look, I mean, you scored, a, scored an Olympico. You, you get shine you know, for that, you know, period, you know, end of story there. Uh, I had trouble coming up with my, you know, one because I didn't think anybody really stood out too much, you know, in this game, uh, you know, for good or bad. And well, Zaka got sent off at that point. Yeah, there was one guy who stood out for the bad at that mm-hmm. point. Uh, but overall, I, I thought the game was pretty nothing overall. So getting that one was tough for me. But uh, I went with Simon. Can't really think of anything that happened down their left side at all, you know, during the game. And uh, whether it's fair or not, I'm giving him the one point for that. <laughs> there you go. Gabe, what about you, my man? Yeah, I'm going to say uh, Suko is going to get my three, um, scored the goal, and was just great on the ball throughout the game. Uh, and then I was going to give my my two to Nathan Ani and my one to Chris Cole, so the two center backs. All right. Um, I'll give my three to Suko because when you score an Olympico, that gives us the draw. Yeah, you've done good in my book, son. Um, two, I'll give it to Chris Cole. He had an outstanding defensive performance. And then the one, uh, I'm going to give it back to Neil <laughs> for giving me hope. Okay. <laughs> there we go. So there we go. That That's our top three so far. Um, Matt. Real quick, who's the early winner? Do you have that up? Uh, give me a talk about something for a minute. Okay, we'll talk, bring up something else. How about a Chattanooga um, preview? Yeah. So let's go ahead. Let's matter of fact, let's go ahead and do it. Let's talk about Chattanooga coming up. Chattanooga uh, is coming off of a bad loss to Charlotte right now. Like I said before, they have recent run of form, and that's so good for them. They have in the last four games um, only have one draw. And that one draw is a epic uh, 3-3 game against Union Omaha, which Union Omaha should have won that game. And Chattanooga almost won it on the PK that got saved. Um, Chattanooga's right now is coming in not so hot. Not so hot at all. Um, former Richmond kicker Riley Kraft is in and out of the team right now. Also is, I think, Marky Hernandez. No, not Marky Hernandez. What's his name? Uh ba 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 Oh, Pedro Hernandez. Nope, that's not him. I don't know who you're trying to go for here. It was somebody I saw that was like one of the guys that used to give us trouble. Maybe I'm getting confused. Maybe I saw Hernandez and not him. Um, but yeah, talk, let's talk about Chattanooga. What are we expecting from this game? Like, what are what are the three things Richmond need to do to secure a victory? Yeah, so I think you know, first and foremost, it's you know, stay disciplined. Right, don't beat ourselves. I think time and time again this year, you know, the goals that we, get, you know, this team gives up, rarely are they from, you know, great play you know, by the you know, opposition team. I can think of, you know, the first Charlotte goal and maybe one of the, uh, a couple of the North Carolina goals were just like, all right, those were good goals, way to go. A lot of the other time, it's, well, that was dumb. Of course, we got, you know, punished you know, for that. You know, mm-hmm. so I think first, don't beat ourselves. You know, as, as stupidly obvious as it sounds, like 
play clean, and you got to feel like you're going to have a good chance. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, Chattanooga has given up 10 goals in their last four games. And I think this is like one of the perfect opportunities for Richmond to exploit uh, a defense that is just faltering and stuttering right now. So um, if I like this would this would be just a great game to to watch like the system just continue to kind of gel like like it did against Lexington in the in the last 30 minutes or so. Um, if we could see if we could see that on the front end, like I'd love to see us against Chattanooga get an early goal. Um, and, you know, just to, just to begin to see that system and watch those outside backs, um, you know, play fluidly uh, along with the wingers. Like we've been, like we saw against Lexington. Yeah. That's not, that's not a bad shout out. Yeah. I think, I think we all got the same thing. Just stay controlled. Like don't get outside of yourself. Don't try to do too much. This Chattanooga team is going to beat themselves. Like, you talk about a team that's coming in a bad form, that's coming off a bad loss. I mean, they're still professionals, but make them make the mistake. You don't make the mistake for them and give them the opportunity. Because I guarantee you, if Chattanooga scores early, they're going to batter down the hatches, and it's going to be tough as hell to open them back up. So don't give them that opportunity to do that. Um, I think the other thing, too, that I want to see is – I want to see Belmar link up a little bit more with Terzaghi. I don't think we've seen that connection as much this year. I might be mistaken. Um, but I think if there's any game for them to get start clicking, I think this will be the game. So I would love to see that partnership kind of start growing a little bit more. And, yeah, um, that's, that's what I got. Anything else for y'all? Yeah, and on the petty side, I just want to see you know our defense – beat the living hell out of you know Mikel Williams because uh are, are we swearing on this show or no? Yeah that's fine. He deserves it. Fuck that dude. You know, <laughs> easily my least favorite kickers player ever. You know that dude, you know well that I mean 2018 wasn't good anyway, but that you know guy was just back there collecting a paycheck you know all year on the back line. He sucked. And I can't believe he's you know you know still getting paid to be a professional soccer player, you know it's okay if you're bad. Don't dog it, you know, for my team. Yeah, that dude, go fuck yourself. I swear, man. Like, I never like yeah. That 2018 was historically bad. Maybe we should do an episode of just how historically bad it was. That's the team that gave up 80 goals in a season. And I just remember at points, like, Mikel just sitting back there and just looking like, oh, they gave him another goal. Yeah. And when I saw Chattanooga sign him, I was just like, oh, this is bad. And I know he's got him. I know he's one of the highest played players on that team. I don't, I don't get it. Because, like, you know, he's playing for, you know, Pittsburgh, you know, for a little bit. I mean, bouncing around some other teams. So I'm like, really? This dude? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Hopefully, Emmy can take advantage of him and get like three goals. Wow, he just looks worse and worse and worse. But yeah, yeah. downside is nobody on the team was on that team, so they don't you know, probably know or care the same know, way. Probably not. Um, on happier notes, I got our. Uh, oh yeah, basically third of the way through the season, uh, standings up and ready to go. All right. Y'all been watching the games. Who would you guess are our top three of the year? 
Uh, I'm thinking number one is Nathan. Okay. Yeah, I will go Ani Suko. Belmar. Neil might be in there. No, All right. uh, maybe. All right, you, you guys are pretty much there. Yeah, Ani is running away with it. Right now, he's on 36 points you know, for the year already. Suko's in second on 26. Okay. Uh, and how you know, quickly you guys you know, forget you know, the guy who uh, was just getting all the points you know, early on in the year. Still getting some. Uh, Hornsby's third. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's on 23. Okay. I apologize, Michael. You're playing great, man. Yeah. And those three are pulled away from the rest of the you know, group already. I think after... Hornsby next up is uh, Zaka actually on 14. And, yeah, we might have some points from and, and here's the thing we've had 16 you know, different players you know, get at least one point this year. Emmy's not on that list. Damn. Wow. Really? Yeah. We've got two goalkeepers. On there, we've got you know, oh a, you know, two rookies. This is going to sound bad. I don't mean this to sound bad. Luke's on the list, and Emmy's not on the list. <gasps> like if you, you know, if you had laid betting odds on that happening at the beginning of the year, uh, that that would have to be a big number for sure. Oh yeah, my oh, yeah. my prediction is that we'll all give Emmy three points next week. Because he's going to score two goals against Chattanooga. I like that. That All works. Right. <laughs> down, down. That works. Um, guys, I think that's the end of the show. Anything else for y'all before we uh, wrap up? Uh, I mean, I think, yeah, you know, th- things are going just fine. I mean, yeah. we're not high flying like we were last year. But guess what? The you know, turning point game was last year. First game you know, of June, home against Chattanooga. Dropped a four spot on them. Uh, granted, they they were you know you know playing a little bit of a change team that day. That's not the point you know, of the conversation. <laughs> uh, you know, beat them down that day is the point of the conversation. Uh, and hey, you know we've seen a lot of patterns you know from last year pop up again this year. How about that one too? Yeah, my uh, my. Ending thoughts are: Let's see another five thousand plus at City Stadium on Saturday. It's been pl- it's been five thousand plus every home game, uh, every home league game. Anyway, um, let's you know, let's keep that going. I think you might see six. You think I think we might get a, if the weather's nice. I think we might get a six spot in there. All right. All right. See, I wasn't thinking that would happen again until start of July for fireworks, but hey, I'll take okay. it. I think we're going to six. I think we're going to six. Um, so, guys, we just want to say thank you for taking the time. I think you're there for listening to our show because without you, you couldn't do it. So, if you want to support our show, you can so um, by clicking on the link in the bio down below. Um, but with that being said, we will holler at you guys next week. Up the ruse, everyone. Be easy. Be safe. <laughs>